It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Fascinated by the world of strange, or perhaps like to gather in those dimly lit corners and converse with those individuals who may not walk to the beat of this world's drum, then step across the threshold that leads to the room under the stairs. Everybody, this is a stranger to some of you. This is Stan Wangland. <laughs> I have been absent for at least two shows from one of my favorite places to be with my good buddy Paul James Caden. I've been I've been tardy. I've been absent, and it's been due to a medical excuse. I've had kidney stones, and I've been in pain. I've been having all kinds of experiences where I couldn't broadcast or be on a podcast. But today is going to be different because I'm reunited like peaches and herb war with my good buddy, Paul James Caden, one of the founders of the people under the stairs. Paul, <laughs> Paul how are you doing today? I don't know, Stan. Doing good, man. <laughs> well, I think everybody out there is probably doing better than I was for the past month and a half or so. But it's great to be back, and um, I don't. I, the, the producer of our show is going to get mad at me again because uh, not for Paul. Paul was spookier when I was not around. <laughs> I found him definitely spookier. I, I don't know if the if the um, our viewers found you spookier, but I did. But uh, I did give birth to uh, a, a lovely kidney stone on Friday at 6.38 p.m. 
That's the time that I have, 6.30. I gave birth to it. Not at the hospital. This was a natural childbirth. <laughs> so, uh, Paul, I, you know, maybe we should ask the people if they'd like to write in like I did on another show and say, what would you like to name the kidney stone? Uh, it's, uh, it's a new birth. It's, uh, it definitely was a paranormal experience for me. It may not be for one of you guys. But uh, I'm kind of leaning towards Roger Stone. You know? So, anyway... How are you doing, Paul? How's everything today? What's been going on? It's good, but I'm tired today. I didn't go to bed till one o'clock in the morning. I got up early. Now I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it today. You're feeling it? Well, come on, man. This is my return visit to the people under the stairs. You're supposed to be like chock full of energy. Well, you know what? I'm going to get you jump started because I know this topic, um, and, and thanks a lot, folks, for letting me fool around. So nice to be back with Paul on the show and to be doing uh, one of my favorite things, The People Under the Stairs. I'm just just very happy to be back on uh, on the podcast and feeling much better. But, Paul, you know, we do have a great subject today. And I know this is something near and dear to your heart. And believe it or not, it, it is to me as a, as a psychologist. And, a, uh, you know, I study neuropsychology as well. And believe it or not, uh, a lot of this has to do with it. But the topic today is kind of uh, a many-fold, but it's all under the same thing. And it has to do with astral projection, the afterlife, near-death experiences, and out-of-body experiences. You can pick and choose any uh, one that you want and where you want to go with it, but they all have to do with altered states of consciousness. And uh, whichever way you want to look at it, and uh, there's been a, a lot of stuff on this scientifically, as well as, you know, non-scientifically and, you know, with people who study the paranormal. So, Paul, what are your feelings on these things and where do you want to jump off? Uh, you know, you want to jump off with astral projection or the astral plane or what the heck do you where do you want to go with this? Yeah, let's uh, let's kick it off with the um, with astral projection. Uh, right. you, you hear about a lot of people that say that they do it, and mm -hmm. uh, being in the kind of um, the work and interest that I'm in with all the spiritual and paranormal, uh, I've come across a lot of real uh, uh, less than reputable people that say they've gone to the astral plane and they've. Mm -hmm. Uh, fought with demons and slayed dragons and all kind of crazy stuff. So mm -hmm. this, this again certainly makes it it muddies the water. But uh, you know we're 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 gonna we're gonna see what fine research you pulled out to tell us uh, whether this thing is fact or fiction. Are people daydreaming it? Are they mm -hmm. smoking a little weed and thinking they're popping out of body? Mm -hmm. What's going? What's going on here? Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, well, you know, astral projection, as I understand it, and, uh, you know, I, I think it even ties into sometimes into the work that was done with um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and the out-of-body experiences that people would have, you know, the near-death experiences. I think it's kind of similar in some ways. It's an altered state of consciousness, but the definitions I have, um, I found a really good site, uh, you know, called Paranormal paranormality.com yeah lots of stuff on there that i thought was pretty good and they kind of feel that astral projection is kind of a conscious attempt to experience being outside of your physical human body 
while you're both uh, alive and preferably awake at the time. So it's not one of those, uh, you know, death experiences where you're under, um, you know, you, you've lost, um, uh, you know, you've lost blood or been in an, you know, an accident or anything else like that. The astral projection that I see says it's not linked in any magical way and doesn't rely on religious or belief systems. That it has to do for, uh, you know, techniques that you use for achieving that. And, uh, you know, this is where people say a, a part of them, uh, be it their soul or their consciousness, rises up from their physical body and either travels on a physical plane or the astral plane. You know, does that make sense to you, Paul? From, you know, with what I'm saying to you, is this kind of what you're consistent with? Yeah, this this is something I've uh, I've heard about um, the first time when I was very young. My father talking about uh, people that he worked with that were saying they were trying to have uh, out of body experiences, astral projection, and all the things that the, these people talked about, and he didn't believe them. Of course, I was kind of fascinated by it, and I, I've tried it a couple times, but I wasn't able to uh, achieve the the magic. Um, disengagement from <laughs> the physical body. Well, I wonder how much of this also ties into very classic forms of meditation and altering consciousness. Now, I'm being very serious, and I'm being very seriousness uh, serious uh, as a psychologist. One of the things you teach in general psychology, if I'm, I'm not beating my chops here, is when people say, oh, come on, now how serious is this meditation stuff? How much can this do? I know you can lower some blood pressure, or you can do certain things. Hey, man, you can do a lot with, um, you know, meditation, self-hypnosis, uh, you know, things along things, all of these things, even astral projection. There are ways of altering consciousness. And when you're, alterist, when you're altering consciousness, if you believe in the concept of biocentrism like I do, then you're altering your sense of reality. Uh, because reality is defined by your level of consciousness, it's, you know, what, what you're experiencing. And uh, it's a hard thing to wrap your brain around, but let me give you a good example. Tibetan monks, through meditation, will sit there and part of some of the rituals that they have, they will be in the Himalayan mountains where it's very cold and they'll be wrapped in wet clothing. And by meditating, the clothing will start to steam after a while. Now, I'm sure you've heard of this. Am I correct, Paul? Mm -hmm. And this yes, is I... not and this is not a joke. It's just like people, you know, in different parts of the world can hold their breath, you know, underwater and train themselves to do those things. They alter their consciousness. They alter their functioning of their brain. And uh, consciousness is uh, is another it has to do with sensation and perception. And, um, you know, maybe a person who's doing astral projection is calling it that, but what they're really doing is they're opening themselves up vis-a-vis -vis some technique to perceive what they're calling the astral plane, a, a different level of consciousness. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS.
These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. And, you know, dragons and things like that. No, I would would have hesitant to believe that. Although that could be in somebody's mind or something that they're creating. But um, some other kind of thing. Hey, look, the governments of the world have been doing this when, you know, with the with the distance thinking. Right. Right. It's a very similar thing. So this isn't anything that's bullshit that people haven't put like millions and billions of dollars into. So, and they, they, they say you can have um, the out-of-body experience kind of uh, just randomly if you're overtired, if you're not feeling well, uh, or even if you're just in a, uh, a deep state of like uh, concentration. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember one time, just to share a quick story, this was when uh, I, I was in my early, uh, probably early 20s. And I remember I was, I was sitting in my parents' living room. And, you know, they had this love seat. And then uh, across the room, there was uh, a shelf that had all kind of carnival wear and, you know, different mm-hmm. kind of antique glass pieces on it. And I don't remember what I was thinking about. I, I, I was there by myself for a minute in, in the room and I was thinking and and suddenly I became like aware, like I was across the room looking at the shelf. Mm hmm. You know, whether it was just a projection of consciousness or, you know, something in my mind, I I couldn't tell you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after a while, I suddenly became aware, hey, I'm sitting on the couch. And it was like something slingshotted back across the room. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there I was back in a regular consciousness. So, you know, I wouldn't swear to anything. But but I I remember that experience very well. Mm -hmm. And. It was like, you know, whatever I was thinking about at, at that moment, deep in thought, being relaxed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it honestly, you know, I, I from my vantage point, it was like I was across the room just kind of browsing over the shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was kind of kind of peculiar. So mm-hmm. maybe maybe I had a spontaneous uh, Tibetan monk moment or, you know, who knows? Mm hmm. Well, it's it seems that there's a, there's a, a lot to this. Uh, you know, for me, a, a lot of the astral projection almost sounds like lucid dreaming. Uh, and uh, one of the things you study in psychology is the importance of dreaming. Uh, dreaming is is uh, is uh, is, a, is a way that your body resolves things. It, it brings itself to a state of homeostasis, you know, of, of equilibrium. And lucid dreaming is where you know you want to dream about something and you dream about that thing. And, uh, you know, one doesn't know if this, uh, you know, is similar to that in some kinds of ways. Now, you know, you asked about the research, the research that I did. Again, I'm just rolling through this. They talk a great deal about the clairvoyance and the experiments done by the CIA. And the CIA did it because it says here they were convinced the Russians were doing it. And they wanted to, you know, get information by leaving their bodies in one place and being able to. It's called remote viewing again. You know, and uh, that was serious stuff. I can remember when I took a seminar at St. John's University on extrasensory perception with Dr. Rex Stanford from Duke University. And all the professors, all the people in the course were professors. They, they weren't kidding around with this. 
the ancient Egyptians also believed in this. And, you know, when people hear ancient things, they're either going to say, well, you know, that makes it true, and that's not true, of course, or that makes it immediately false. But um, that's not um, the case either. They had uh, great beliefs in this. But the Tibetans, which I mentioned, talked about something called the Bardo body. Now, I had never mm-hmm. heard of that before, but you probably have, Paul. And that's where yeah. you yeah. And that's where your physical body, while you're still alive, can uh, pass through physical matter because they believe that it's psychic material and that the bado body can be directed wherever by your will. Sounds like mm. remote viewing. Yeah, and I, th- I think you can read about uh, that particular thing in the, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's other stuff, too. There's uh, ancient Greeks believed in a double body, you know. Uh, there's a guy called Dean Shiles. You may have heard of him. I hadn't, but it says in research published uh, in journals for psychical research in the late 70s and early 80s. Uh, he said over 60 different cultures, uh, you know, had beliefs in out-of-body experiences or had concepts for astral projection. You know, so that's that doesn't make it true, but that uh, is one of those things that will make us take a look at something and saying, like with the UFO stuff for the past, you know, 75 years, which everybody says is a bunch of bunk. And now they're having briefings with uh, the heads of Congress. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's an experience that people in the past and the present seem to have strong feelings about. So, Paul, and, you know, and, you know, a lot of a lot of people actually uh, hypothesize that when you hear about alien abduction experiences, that that these are something that takes place not on a physical level, but they're actually something that happens with like an out of body astral you know, projection kind of uh, realm, just by the way that many of the people under hypnosis or, you know, the, and, and I'm talking about the cases that are well documented that had mm-hmm. uh, well psychologists and, you know, doctors and, and people involved, uh, you know, these people that say they were abducted, that that they almost felt like there was a detachment. They were walking through solid walls or through a, a closed window. So there are there are people in the paranormal field that say that this could be uh, more of a spiritual thing than a uh, a material thing, and this is happening like out of body. They're actually uh, probing the soul of of humanity for some such thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that, and that's a very interesting that, uh, thing. There's a lot of stuff that modern science has started to make of this, and going all the way back. Uh, to the 50s, and I guess a famous guy, and I've heard of him before, is a guy called Raymond Moody. He was a PhD and an MD, and he's supposed to be thought of as the father of near-death experiences. And he wrote the very famous book, I believe it was in the 70s, it was called Life After Life. Yep. And he was before uh, you know, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, the on-death and dying uh, person. And you know they came up with uh, lots of cases of out-of-body experiences and near-death experiences. And if I'm not hijacking the show, they had a lot of recurrent themes in the scientific work. And if you want, I can tell you what some of them are and then see what you think. Uh, Some of the themes are that there's some form of double body, that there's a white light or illumination. And this would be great for the people in the listening, uh, you know, the viewers to think if they've ever had anything like this. 
Uh, so you have some sort of double body, like these, you know, these people who are looking at their body on a table and then they're up on the ceiling. A white light or illumination. You have this ability to travel at will, but you have an inability to move or use physical objects. You have a feeling of tranquility and detachment from this plane of consciousness. But there's a clear consciousness of what's happening. And this is where people say, I was floating above my body and I saw the doctors in the air. I saw something in there, but, you know, I was just watching them. I heard what they said and they repeated things. And there's a sense of reality about it. These are the things that people have in common. And what do scientists say could be the most likely things that bring this about? You know, what could be, you know, what could bring this, this about? A near-death experience could be due to illness or exhaustion, like you said, Paul. It could be due to an accident, like I said. It could be done deliberately done by people who are trying to leave their physical bodies, like on purpose, by the application of drugs like anesthetics or by trauma or shock. You know, you're shot, you're frozen, something happens to you, you're in an automobile accident, you know, something crazy happens. And what do skeptics think? Skeptics think it's purely a mental state explained by a complex chemical reaction in your brain, or they call it an autoscopic hallucination, which means that hallucination is particular to you, you know, or Mm -hmm. they think it's due to cerebral anoxia or lack of oxygen to the brain. You know, that's that. Those are the ones. Those are the things that the experts think. And if you want to know how common this is, what I found out, then this is the this is the disturbing part, which is not disturbing. This is why I love doing these shows. Between uh, five and ten percent of the population, which suggests about six million people in the United Kingdom, or as much as thirty million people in the United States, claim that they have these things. So that's a lot of damn people, man. You know, and and you know a lot of these. Um... We now have institutes that, that study this. There's, yeah. you know, some in the United States. There's some in Europe. And uh, when it when it comes to the the dying brain scenario, one of the things that that they found, and, and they do have um, a scientific term for it. I used to know what it is, but it eludes me at the moment. Uh, but they say none of those things that you mentioned explain how a person in a hospital could flatline be be clinically dead for a period of time uh whether through you know cardiac arrest or mm-hmm. on the operating table uh and then when they come back and and they they had almost uh, a remote viewing kind of experience you know saying oh yeah they'll tell their loved one you know their wife or their brother-in-law oh i i, mm-hmm. I saw you in the in the waiting room you were you know you were very nervous you were pacing you were drinking an orange crush right. soda or you know, I saw you in your living room when you got the call that, uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, I, I had passed. You know, you, you were eating a chicken sandwich and you, you dropped it on the floor and you, you ran out of the door. You know, uh, you know, such details like that from a distance. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you going to hallucinate what somebody's doing in the waiting room or in their kitchen, you know, 10 miles, right. 15 miles from the hospital? And uh, that's a big one that they say, you know, these so-called experts uh, are not answering and uh, and they won't answer. They're, they're very stubborn, which I find to be uh, a little bit 
uh, amazing myself that, that they can be given these facts and they won't even say a peep about it or just say, well, no, we've answered that question. It's lack mm-hmm. of oxygen in the brain. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And but mm-hmm. that that's a big one. You know, the, there is a, a term they have for it. I don't remember what it is, but that's a big one. You know, that's really a big one. And it's very common in near death experiences. Mm hmm. Well, the near death and the out of body experiences, uh, you know, uh, you know, can be very similar things uh, because you can have an out of body experiences that, you know, that isn't near death, but it fits the same criteria and is almost a near death one. You know, I'm trying to say you could have anesthesia, you could be in something, but you're not near death. But here's an interesting thing. I talked about um, uh, the uh, astral projection, the out of body experiences and the near death as could could it be some form of dreaming or consciousness. Now, as I was doing my research, and uh, I just pulled this up, uh, what do professionals say who study this? Uh, are OOB uh, or out-of-body experiences simply a form of dreaming? Lots of uh, researchers say no, definitely not. And why do they say definitely not? Because the sense of reality experience is far too strong. And that would make sense because dreaming is all very symbolic. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Freud used to call it the royal road to the unconscious. And uh, the reason we dream many times is because we try and resolve in dreams what we can't do in real life. So this out-of-body experience uh, uh, with this extreme reality, uh, that would make sense that it's far too strong. It also says scientific scientific results show that people going the out-of-body experiences are not dreaming. And they're not experiencing REM sleep. Uh, the alpha waves in their sleep decrease, indicating a calm state, and the beta waves increase, increase uh, indicate that the volunteers awake. And this, what this does is it shows us an increase in heart and respiration, and it suggests the presence of some kind of stimulus and activity. That's what what they were saying. That it's not, uh, the, you know, it's not the alpha waves you get in these beta waves, and it, you know that wouldn't be that dreaming kind of thing, you know, and. For people who are out there, in terms of research that I've done, where it's a near-death experience and an out-of-body experience, are they different? What it says here is near-death is really just a different form of an out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. That's what people are saying. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called, Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called, Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did you have a bad day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us.